Alrighty guys, so it's November 5th at 10.15 in the morning and you're probably wondering, what the heck are these guys doing? Yeah, I thought they were going to do an update at the end of the day. Not in the woods? What? Like, what? November 5th? But yesterday was a really good day. <laughs> I don't even know if that that's probably an understatement. But yeah. we have a very good deer hunting story for you mm -hmm. that happened in a way that I don't think either of us could have ever imagined or planned for. Yeah. And this is going to be an update, obviously, of what we, you know, or what's going on in the woods, but this is going to mainly be a buck story. Yeah. <laughs> so we had some success. So stay with us, guys. There's a really good story here, I think, that you're going to enjoy. I think we have to kind of fully set the stage too, like where I went, where you were, how far apart we were. Um, well, the story really starts yesterday at, at noon 15. Yeah. Yeah. So why don't you just start there? So yesterday. yeah, I mean, if, if, if you haven't tuned into the first episode where we launched this rutcation in the moment series, go listen to that. It's a short one, but it was just us kicking it off and kind of setting expectations and making sure everybody knew kind of what our plans were for this this week of, of deer hunting here. And so yesterday, uh, Nate comes over <clears throat> and middle of the day, we're just, we're kind of kicking it around the house, just kind of getting the game plan together and where we're going to, we're going to hunt tomorrow night. And middle of the day, I look out the back window of our, our new house and property here. And there's a, a shooter buck just walking the timber line directly across the very back boundary of the, the yard. And it made perfect sense once we looked at what the wind was doing. Like, he was scent checking what he thought was a bedding area. Mm -hmm. And he just was absolutely cruising. Um, we ended up having him pass one of the cameras. We pulled that card and took a look at it. We actually went down there and tried to shoot him. <laughs> we did. We, yeah, I mean, he, he was walking at a pretty good clip. And we blazed out the door and cut down another trail. Wind in our favor. Um, if he was moving more slowly, we would have had an opportunity at him. But he just walked right by that camera, probably seven to 10 minutes before we even got down there. So yeah, is what it is there. But, um, but yeah, so we're, you know, midday movement, it was November, you know, November 4th, we're, we're all fired up. And so that's, we started looking at on X and again, just for context, we, we closed on this property, uh, seven days ago, mm. literally seven days ago. I've sat one time in my saddle behind the house. Um, not haven't really pushed into the property until last night. And so we were just scheming yesterday, looking at Onyx, and we don't know anything about this place, haven't hunted it, nothing. So we just looked at the the topo. Um, no stands are set up either. No stands are set up. Like we're we're mobile hunting. We're looking at the surrounding properties and trying to figure out where do we think deer are bedding, where are they feeding, how are they using this property that we own. Um, and we just literally said, you know, I'm going to hunt this, this front section, you hunt the back, sec back section, get in there, find a tree, and put the wind in your favor. Look at the sign, just make a, make a decision, make a game time call. And yeah, we did. I mean, I, I will say that one thing that was really big for that, and I'm not going to get too deep into it, but we opened up Google maps and crossed it with Onyx, and you can see a lot of detail in terms of trail system. For sure. Yeah. I think Google maps, in my opinion, does a, a lot better job of the satellite images just show a lot of deer trails and stuff, yeah. which you don't, you can't see them as easy, <coughs> excuse me, easily on, uh, on X, but. Anyway, so we basically picked a general area, two different very 
far apart areas of the property and said, I'm going somewhere here, you go somewhere here. Um, but kind of left it up to discretion in terms of where within those areas we were going. Just read the sign, put the win in your favor and make it happen. Mm-hmm. And so I think it probably makes sense to say like how you ended up with where your spot was. So ba- basically uh, to, to tee this up, the property lays out such that there's a lot of tall, mature pines and thermal bedding cover north on the property. South of that is a big block of timber and south of that is a big open field crp swamp type situation in the back and the very back boundary of that is a a crick line yeah and so i was i was headed to the back of the the swamp there towards the crick line and you were going to hunt the back edge of the that block of timber right before it meets that swamp so we'd be what 400 500 yards apart something like that yeah and so if you want to talk about how you got to your spot and how you picked a setup and i think that that tree to the left of you is super notable yeah, so basically we're that that deer we saw together that we tried to go shoot at about noon. Mm-hmm. There's a trail that kind of cuts from that area back to where this swamp kind of starts. Yeah. We'll, we'll just call it a swamp. It's yep. really dry right now. We're in a drought, but we'll call it a swamp. It, yep. It's cattail like sawgrass, sawgrass and yeah. So found a trail and just kind of walked the back of the timber the the line of the the timber in the swamp and just there was one tree that just stuck out. It was a big mature oak tree and it was kind of out and it had a lot of different like structure. Yeah. And I, I could tell like I could get up in there as a good diameter tree, got up in there and I, you know, when I was in there, I, I could see you making your way back there and we kind of planned to both go on opposite sides so that if one of us kicks something up, we might have an opportunity. So get to the tree. Um, and this really is notable that I was hunting with a crossbow. Yeah. This, I'll be really clear. I am not a crossbow hunter. I'm not, I'm also not saying that crossbow hunters have it easier or have it harder right. or anything. Not not against crossbows, just don't hunt with them. We specifically made a pack this year. We have a product releasing for our company, Painted Arrow. It's called the Mag Pro X. It's for crossbow. And so it basically allows you to use your cell phone to film your hunt. And so we have no footage um, other than the, the few samples that we have given to some family and close friends. Yeah, and shooting at targets and stuff. But we had nothing on on game. So we, we were like, hey, we need to get some footage here. We need to really understand our product. So I'm out, I'm out in the woods. We bought a crossbow and first first time ever really. Using a crossbow. I mean, I've shot it a handful <laughs> of times at a target, and I'm like, yep, I can put it where I want it, and that's that's, that's good it. enough. So, yep. so I, I, I'm hunting out of a saddle with a crossbow. Yeah. Very odd. I really want to note that. Like, it's just not. It, I, I was explaining it to you. I'm like, it's like bowling with a football. Like, it just it doesn't make sense, right? <laughs> yeah. It it you can do it, but it's just like, why would you do that? Yeah. Anyways, um. So I I find this tree. I get up, and it was a really windy day. 15 to 18 mile an hour winds with gusts up to 30 is what the weather is, and it's still like that right now. If you're in southern Michigan. It's November 5th. It's really windy. It's going to be windy for the next day and a half, I think. Mm-hmm. And so I get up there quiet, and I'm kind of just watching you make your way up to your set. So yeah. I guess you can take it from there and talk about how you found your tree. Yeah. And then I'll take it back over. So this this swamp is really thick, like really, really thick grass, like shoulder high in spots. And so I, again, I've walked the property uh, real well one time before I, we purchased. Um, 
but I had, I mean, I hadn't back, been back here since then, obviously. And so I was just kind of trying to work deer trails. I mean, I didn't really want to leave a lot of ground scent, but the only way to really get through a lot of that stuff was to follow the trails that the deer have made because it's just so thick. And so I just kind of made my way through these little natural trails all the way to, until I got back to the back of the property and I started seeing some small rubs and some scrapes and I could kind of see how they were using that little strip that was right parallel with the creek. Mm-hmm. And I could kind of just see like, okay, there's a heavily traveled trail coming out of that thicket. You know, it makes sense that they've got to be bedding in there. Yep. And so there's a thicket uh, that was west of, of this tree that I ended up identifying and I had a a southwest wind mm-hmm. and so ideally like there, there's a better wind for that spot but um it, it would work as long as i got a shot off quickly with them coming out of that thicket and they didn't get too far out in front of me before the wind kind of hit them that that was that was going to work yep and i'll note that there's in this swamp there's very few trees that you could potentially hunt out of with a saddle so i was already limited in terms of where i could go um yeah i mean there's probably three right there's three in that one spot. There's probably two more up that one edge, but yeah, I mean, that's, it's, you can count them on one hand, the amount of trees you could get in. And over 25 acres of ground. Yeah. Which is like. Yep. <laughs> and there's a lot of like scrub brush and like small little sap, like there, there's, there's stuff growing up, but in terms of a tree big enough that you can get up in and hunt out of, yeah. there's few options. So I worked over towards this edge, found a tree, found three trails that kind of came together at this one point. I found a rub that was the size of my thigh. And this, this tree I picked was 18 yards from that with a trail leading right to that rub. And I'm like, okay, let's, let's make this work. Got up in the tree and uh, got set and just was absolutely blown away by the beauty of the property. Like I could just see so far. And like I've talked about before, a lot of the surrounding neighbors own really big chunks of ground. So it's similar landscape, like across the Creek from me, there's some corn and ag and you know, the different spots are just more of the same, like CRP thicket swamp. Like it's just big, open, vast. You could glass a really long way. And that's kind of what we should mention. Like we didn't have the Intel to say we're going in to kill deer tonight. Like we we were kind of looking at it as like, let's set up in two very different spots where we can both see a ton and get like an observation sit in to try to learn as much about this property in this one sit because we've got the next week off. Like we need to know how this property works and then we can hunt it. That was our plan. And it worked out perfectly with that high wind for you to access and for me to access and just kind of like take our time. It was perfect. We had awesome wind cover to make the, the treks that we both had to make to get to where we were. So that's kind of how I picked my tree. Um, we, uh, were sitting there probably were both in by, well, you were in by probably four. I probably wasn't in until 430, 440. It's really worth mentioning too, like Devin and I, there's nothing but broad air between he and I. Like yeah. we're up above this swamp cattail and I can see him in the binoculars and he can see me in the binoculars and there's like nothing in between us. Yeah. It's oh, just. It's a long, we're long way away. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you had your 12 by 12 bees. I had my 10 by 42s and it was hard to like make out what you were doing in the tree. Yeah, exactly. Because it's that far. I had my 10 by 42s as well. So night night gets going uh i look over to the left i catch a flash of a tail kind of on the edge of that thicket and it was a little immature doe i called you i was like saw my first deer where'd it go oh I, it kind of came out of the thicket and then went straight back in and then you called me and it was like you see that and there was a, a buck that i had 
apparently walked right by that stood up right out of the center of the swamp, a little spike or something. He had stood up and he was at 75 yards exactly. From you. He was like 200 and some, 300 some yards from me. And it's funny, he was walking down, he was going to make his way directly towards you Mm -hmm. and he caught your wind at that many yards away. That's crazy. He stood there as soon as he got parallel with your wind path and he just stood there. And I'm like, he's he's gonna turn around, and he he did. He turned around. And he spooked out of there, like, yeah. He knew something was in there. Yeah. So, then I'm just like, again, like, not even really planning. I don't know where to look. I don't know how the property works. I don't know what trail deer use. I don't know anything. Yeah. So I'm just trying to like scan and get as much glassing in as I can to figure out like me too how this property works. Where do the deer come from? I don't even know where to look. Yeah, there's a lot of that going on. And, I, you know, we talked on our um, two podcasts ago on some of the misses that we had. And one of the big takeaways is when you first get in that tree, practice, hey, where do you think these deer are going to come? And, like, grab your bow and practice, like, what's the yardage here? What's the yardage? There? And really just get acclimated, that yeah. acclimation. Yeah. I was doing a lot of that. Me too. And I'm, I remind you, I'm I'm up there with a crossbow yep. and a saddle. And so my, I mean, trying to get that thing up and move, like, is a lot of movement. Yep. to turn around and to like get up on the platform if I have to turn around. So I was doing a lot of that. And, um, me too. Like once I got up in, I ranged that, that trail coming to that rub, that was 18 yards. Um, I turned and ranged the Creek behind me, like right to the edge of it was 12, but the, sh- the shooting spot I would have on the Creek was more like 17. Like I, 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 I ranged all of these spots that I thought like Based on the sign, this is where I could have an opportunity. Like, yeah. like, like you're saying, I went through that acclimation step, but again, we didn't know how the property works or where the deer were even going to come from. Yeah. But to me, it was important to like look at obvious spots where a shot could be presented in close range and make sure I know what that is. So I'll take from here. So yeah, yeah. Next thing that happens, it's about five twenty. And yeah. if, if we're directionally talking Northeast, Southwest, um, the East line, an eight point buck just comes tearing out of this timber line, this timber stand that I'm on the back side of that goes very long ways. So there's a, there's a strip of timber and then there's definite, definite line and there's swamp. So on your property line on the East line, here comes this eight point just tearing out of there, just jogging through, like jogging through, running, mm-hmm. jogging, like he's going somewhere. He's scent checking? He's just running. I mean, all I'm seeing is him running straight mm-hmm. south, basically yeah. kind of towards your, like, not your direction exactly, but your direction. Mm-hmm. And so I grab, I, I first thing I do is I'm like, grab my grunt tube, and he's probably 170 yards away. So I grab my grunt tube, and I, and he just didn't hear me. He's just jogging. And the wind was high. Wind was high. And so I grab my grunt tube. I, I you know how it collapses? Yeah, the slinky that type. That ribbed? Yeah. yeah for some reason I, when I, when I set up for the night, I always compress it in Mm -hmm. halfway because it sounds like a, not a super mature buck, but it's like, and this is one of those that you can adjust with the band on the inside. So you can take the mouthpiece off and you can adjust. So I always have it on the full, like mature buck, but then I put the mouthpiece back on and then I'll compress the ribs and then you can use that to sound, to sound like an immature deer. So I, I compress it halfway just in case a mature buck came by just to give him a little bit of a, Hey, what was that? Why Mm -hmm. is he anyways? He didn't hear it. Yeah. So I pull the ribs all the way out and I just rip. I mean, you know, like (laughs) 
Like he's 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 getting to that point where he might not hear anything, and his mind is made up where he's going. So I just, like really loud. Yeah. And he just stops and turns and looks in my direction, and you count to two, like one, two, and he had made his mind up. He's coming in. He just starts and he just starts jogging, right he's jogging right at me, and I'm like, oh my god, he, I, where's the crossbow? Like he's coming right now, and I have this crossbow on a hook. Yeah. And so I'm like, I have to turn around in the tree, get the crossbow, take it over top of my tether, right? Because I'm in the saddle, over top of my tether, have to get the butt of the thing over top of it again and like get positioned. And at this point, he's coming in at like 90 yards. He's at 90 now. And I, I'm looking for my phone to get it on the Mag Pro X. I slap it on there and I press record. And from when the, the time that I press record until the time that he had come in there there is really notable there was a down tree like an oak tree fell from this timber line into the swamp and it was like within the last two months yeah and i remember calling you early in the night and i said hey you might want to trim this tree up and get it out of there because it's kind of restricting movement and this buck comes in behind that oak tree he pisses on himself and he comes right, if you would have went, um, like if that tree wouldn't have been there and he would have just followed the little ditch where the timber and the swamp starts, he'd, he would have probably gotten my wind. And he would have came right to the base of your tree in a, where, in a way where you couldn't have shot. Exactly. And it was at this point, like if you would have taken that route, it would have been to my left. Mm-hmm. So, mm. so he comes in, he's straight, he's coming right at the tree and here I am turned around and he pees on himself behind this tree and he comes right around the top of the tree where it fell. And so now he's like on my right side. Yeah. And he comes in, he's he's coming right in, coming right in. And all of a sudden he stops and he looks up and just finds me immediately. And but like, he's at what? He's at 12. 12 yards. He's on you. Yeah, like he just comes walking and walking and walking in. And I'm like... I'm filming, I'm I, I'm looking at him in the scope, I'm kind of pulling off my head just a little bit, like kind of trying to judge the situation, and he comes right into 12 yards, he stops, and he looks, and he looks up at me, and he like, you can see in his eyes and his face and his body language, like, uh-oh, like, what's that? Yeah. And I, he's quartering hard to me, and so I shoot, I, I'm aiming for that crease right on the shoulder. Yeah. I could have tried a throat shot or a frontal, but it was like too much quartering away, if he'd have been maybe yeah. right at me. But he, he, he's quartering too, and he looks up at me. He opens up his throat, and I aim for that crease right on his shoulder, and I put it right in there, and it, it hit right where I wanted it to. Yeah. And he just took off. The arrow's sticking out of him. He turns and runs kind of to the, the southeast. The southeast edge, yeah. Basically in the same line that he was running originally. Goes behind some brush. I thought I saw him fall, but then, you know, a few minutes later, he runs into this one of few thick patches of of just timber. Brush, yeah, yeah, like brush. Timber's not the right word. No, it was. It's just like there's these grown up big bushes, shrub type things. Yeah, and they're in clumps out in the center of the swamp. And he went right. And I saw him run to it, and then I, I, I couldn't see if he had laid down or fell down, or I just knew he went in there, and that was it. And then all of a sudden, I I come to, yeah. From the second that I saw that deer, from the second that he had went into that shrub brush, it was it couldn't have been three and a half minutes. 
It couldn't have been more than three and a half minutes. This happens fast. Yeah. I mean, the whole video clip is like not that long. And so I immediately call you and I'm like, did you see that? Because the deer ran right. <laughs> and I'm the... 500 yards from you. Yeah. And again, most of the time I'm glassing, trying to figure out where deer are going to come from. Yeah. And it's really Needless important. Needless to say, I didn't see it at all. It's really important for me to say, like, when I saw that buck, I'm like, I'm like almost hoping that he didn't come right in. Cause I knew that this was like, this would have been the first deer shot on your new property. You know what I mean? And yeah. I could tell immediately he was like, I'm going to shoot this deer and we're trying to get footage for our product. And I'm like, if he comes in, I, I have to shoot this deer. Like, but I, I want Devin to shoot this deer just as much as I want to shoot this deer. And yeah. I didn't want to steal the thunder. So that was going through my mind, but I called you immediately. I was like, Hey, did you just see that? Like the deer ran right between you and I. So I figured you might've seen the flash or whatever. Yeah. And then I'll let you take over. Yeah. So you call me and you're like, did you just see that? And I'm like, no, what are you talking about? And you're like, I just shot a buck and he ran, you know, between you and I, and I was, I had been looking down at the Creek and the way the tree was sitting where I set up, like he ran just behind that and never saw anything. And so I'm, I'm fired up and I'm like, what? And this is five thirty. Yeah. Literally five thirty, maybe maybe five forty five, but whatever. And I'm fired up, and we're trying like we're talking through like oh, where'd you hit him? Did you see him go down? Can you send me the footage from the Mag Pro? And we're we're freaking out, super excited. And you're like, I I have not. Seen I didn't see him go down, but I I I saw where he went, and he never came out of there last. And you're like, what should we do? Should we get down? We were we made the decision. We're just gonna sit till dark. And just kind of see what happens, and then we'll go recover the deer. And you were like, send me the footage. Send me the footage. Yeah. yeah please send me the footage. And so. Because I was like kind of rattled, and I, I had seen the footage, and I'm like, I'd, I'd never taken that quite of an angle of a shot. Or ever hunted with a crossbow. Yeah, that too. <laughs> so, yeah. I was like, I need to see the footage. I need to see the footage. Let's see what happened. So you send it to me. I got to make sure I get this right. So then you called me. I watched the footage, but then you called me. You had seen that it was delivered, and you okay. called me to to talk about if did you see it? What did you, you see it? And so I'm I'm talking to you, and the the footage came through blurry because of the reception. Like it didn't come through in the full quantity quality that you took it in. Yeah. So I I couldn't quite make out what I was looking trying to see, and so we're talking for a second, and then a doe pops out underneath me at seven yards and starts drinking out of the creek. No idea where she came from. So I was like, got to go by. Hung up. And I watch her for a second. She goes down into the, in the creek and just starts drinking yep. for a good amount of time. I mean, she's just in there drinking. And then she decides she's all done and just turns around and starts running back to – she was nowhere near my wind. I, I don't – and her tail was down. She just decided, I'm full of water, time to run. And she just ran all the way up to you and then ran behind the timber. It was weird. She ran right in front of me, and I video recorded it. Yeah, so I didn't know that until you showed me that. Like, that was that doe. Um, so like you called me back then. So I called you back after the doe left, and I was yeah. like, "Hey, so did you see the footage?" You're like, "No." You said, "No, it, it, didn't, it didn't come, come in clear quality," yeah. and it was really windy. So it was like we're just trying to communicate on like, "What should we do? Should we get down? Should yeah. we keep sitting?" And we're like, "We're just gonna sit." We're just gonna sit, and we hung up on we each other. We hung up, and as soon as I hang up the phone with you, I put my phone down and I looked to the left. I'm sorry. I, I missed one. I missed very, a very important thing. So that doe leaves. And yep. before you call me back, 
the wind dies and I decide I'm going to do a rattling sequence. Mm, mm-hmm. Wind dies and I, I get out the rattling bag and I, I'm not hammering, but I just did like a light rattle and it's probably 6.15, 6.30 right now. I do a light rattling sequence and I look around for a little while and maybe five minutes goes by and I haven't seen anything. And then you called me back. You called me back or I called you. I think you called me back because the dough had finally left and we were like, okay, we're talking about what are we going to do? Should we keep sitting? Should we go get your deer? I couldn't see it. It was too, the, the footage came through blurry and we decide, okay, we're going to, we're gonna just going to sit. Let's talk. Let's just set it out and then we'll go get your deer. So I put my phone down after hanging up with you. And again, now it's been about 10 minutes since I did that rattling sequence. And I look out to my left and there's a, a shooter buck at 30 yards and he comes straight out. And if he goes any farther east on the line that he's on, he's going to catch my wind. But he stops and for whatever reason just starts to work straight north away from me. Mm -hmm. And so I lean behind the tree and I just go, and he, with with the grunt grunt tube, and he kind of, he doesn't look my direction, but he starts looking around confirming he heard something. And I can tell he can't quite tell where it came from. So I just do another one. I'm like, and then he, he snaps his head around and he knows where that one's at. And he... He didn't even think about it for a second. He snapped his head around and then just started running at my tree. So now I'm scrambling. I grab my phone back out of my bag. I put it right in the the water bottle holder on the side of my bag on the back side of my tree. I I yank it out of there, hit record, slap it on my Mag Pro, and he's running at me this whole time. And right where that rub was that I had um, ranged when I got in the tree, it's at 18 yards. And the the rub is on my side of this clump of nasty, thick stuff. And he's running at me right behind that. And he comes, and I, I, I full draw, he comes right under that clump of thick stuff. And he's standing in the scrape right under that rub at 18 yards. Looking your direction. Looking my direction. Not quite full frontal, but like hard quarter two. Almost a full frontal. And I'm just holding on him, holding on him, holding on him. And I'm probably at full draw for a minute or better. And I just keep telling myself, be patient, be patient. He's not gonna, he's not in a spot where he's gonna get your wind. Just be patient. If he fo- if he keeps following that trail, like he's looking around, analyzing the situation right now, where he heard that grunt. Once he makes up his mind to keep going, he's gonna follow that trail, and it he'll be broadside at about twelve to fifteen yards. So I'm just being patient. Well, he ends up doing the same thing your deer did. Looks up, and he just eyes get big, and he sees me in the tree locks on locks on and now i've got seconds but when he looked up i mean he he exposed all of that chest and and just neck and everything and i'm like (sighs) and i basically put it at the base of his neck at the top kind of where his chest is just inside of his shoulder and i decide i'm going to try the frontal and i shoot and it goes right down and just buried right in there he pops a wheelie and like lands on his back at 15 yards, kind of tries to get his wits about him, ends up running out to 45 yards and goes down. And I'm like, what just (laughs) happened? And so when he popped the wheelie and started running, I could see my arrow still sticking out of him because it didn't, I, I didn't get a clean pass through obviously on the frontal. So it went in there, you know, far enough but the arrow was still sticking out of the front of him. So I'm, as he's running and trying to get his wits about him and get stood back up, I'm grabbing another arrow and I knock another arrow. And 
as I'm knocking that other arrow, a nine point who had just heard that commotion and he comes tearing out of that thicket and runs right to right behind the exact same scrape. And I just load another arrow on full draw and he had heard all that commotion that he doesn't come to the exact same scrape. He works behind that thick stuff that that rub was on to where that deer had went. to where that deer had went and he catches the end of edge of my wind doesn't like it and just kind of turns around and goes back into the thicket so now i'm just watching my deer in the grass and i can see like he, he hasn't gotten up but i can see his his antlers still kind of flicking and i call you and i'm meanwhile it, i'm looking at my footage trying to figure out like what yeah, happened yeah so i call you and i said i just shot a big buck and you're like you just shot my buck like you totally thought that that deer had gotten up out of that spot where you had seen him go and i just got another shot at him i said no I just shot a different buck. You're like, what? I said, you <laughs> shot a buck? You said, yeah, I just shot a really good buck. I'm like, where? So, <laughs> when, when was that? Like, that was quick. Yeah, and so I'm telling you the story about the other buck that comes out seconds after, and I, I said, this deer is, he's down 45 yards from me, but he's, you know, his, his antlers are still flicking in the grass. I can't, the grass is six foot tall. What should I do? Should I just kind of range that spot where his antlers are and get some other arrows in there and you're like yeah if you think you can get a shot um try it and so i i sent another arrow through there i don't i didn't hit him i mean it was just shooting at a wall of grass and just sailed another arrow in there um yeah that's a really tough position because you got a deer mm -hmm. you know he's you know struggling at to say just the the least and you can't get down and jump jump him out of there yeah and you can't see him, so it's like... What do I do? I think you made the right call. Yeah. I really do. And he, again, he's at 45 yards. He didn't die in seconds, but inside of five minutes, he was he was dead. But I called you, and I'm like, can you get down with the crossbow, come up the other edge, and just walk up to where he's bedded? I'll keep eyes on him, and I haven't seen him move. I think he might be dead, but can you go up there and, in case you he gets bumped, you can get a follow-up shot. So you, you get down and you walk that edge and you're walking straight at me. It's really important though. So I didn't walk the edge where this where your deer, deer went. Yeah. Cause I'm like, we I don't, we don't know if he's dead. Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. And I'm always on the side of caution. So I, <coughs> I go on the other side of the, of the property line and I work that edge. I'm kind of Southwest of the pro I'm in the Southwest corner of the property. You were hunting more towards the Northeast mm -hmm. and your deer died on basically right close to the East line. Mm -hmm. So I'm way West of him. And so you decide to come to the West line and work South towards me yep. with the crossbow to kind of investigate what I, what happened. And I'm keeping eyes on the spot where I saw the deer go down. Yep. And so I'm approaching and you're, you're approaching and I'm giving you like hand signals, hand signals like you're, you're 40 yards from him. He's in that, that block of, you know, some, some of it's like blonde sawgrass, And then there's pockets of like dark brown grass with like the fuzzy tops, like not, not cattails, but stuff you'd see like in a CRP chunk of ground. Like there's these weird pockets of darker grass. And so I'm like, he's in that chunk of dark grass and I, I'm giving you hand signals to keep coming. And I'm looking at you in my binoculars, like what, what is he telling me? You know, I, I, my worst fear is like this deer's gonna get up. This deer's gonna get up and run away, and I'm gonna have to make like a game time call shot here. Yeah. But you come around this edge and you work right into the the tip of that brown grass, and you I can tell in my binoculars you've seen him, but I can tell you don't know if he's alive or dead. Yeah, because I kind of raise up my bow. Yeah, you like, and then you walk up to him and you poke him, and then you turn and look at me, and you were like, 
fist pump, and I'm like, we got him. Daddy, <laughs> we got him. We just did something here. And this, that's it, 6.30, right? About about an hour, 45 minutes to an hour after you you shot yours. And so we're freaking out. You you uh, you keep the footage rolling, come run into my tree. We're like, what just happened? This is within, you know, like minutes of all of this. Yeah. I'm, I'm still in the saddle, had been glassing that spot since the deer went down. You come run into my tree. We're, you know, we're having a moment. Um, again, I bought this property seven, a week, a week ago, seven days ago, had no stands out there. We, we looked at the surrounding properties and this property talked about how we think it would work. And we walked out there with two saddles and, and picked a spot. And so we're, 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 we're talking through all of that. We're recounting. I climbed up your ladder. You climbed up my saddle. I'm just to, holding on to yeah. this tree and like <laughs> talking to you face to face. And I'm like, dude, this is a sweet looking spot up here. Like <laughs> great job finding this tree. So we're, we're recounting your, your, your encounter, my encounter. We're talking that I was telling you about the second deer that came running out. We're, we're, we're freaking out. And then we get down and we, we get all organized and we're okay, what's the plan? Let's go recover my deer because we know he's dead 40 yards from us. We're still very far. We're as far away as we can be from your other, your deer that you shot. Mm -hmm. So let's get mine drug up this West line, get him out of here. And then we'll review your footage on the bigger screen because we couldn't quite tell on the phone what he wheeled hard when you shot hard and it, it, that that arrow stuck in him, but the end of the arrow, where it was going, it was just hard to tell when he wheeled where it actually went in. Yep. And so we're like, let's and get at this, this point too. Like, remember, this was at five thirty, and we're taking our time, we're taking photos, enjoying the moment, and this is not an easy drag back to the to the. T <laughs> this is not no. an easy drag by any means because this yeah. grass is really tall and it's like high stepping and pulling, and so this whole time, doubt's really sinking in into me yeah like, and i i knew like i could see the arrow in this deer when it ran away but again again like so many things were new mm -hmm. about this and so doubt was creeping in this yeah. whole time which is hours yeah. you know two or three hours went by I, I have to note too when i called you or when you called me and i told you that i shot that deer the excitement in you, you, when you had called me and talked about your deer, I could hear the reluctance in your voice to be excited because you're like, this is your brand new property. I wanted you to shoot a deer, not me. <laughs> and so you, I could hear you allow yourself to be more excited about what had happened to you when you found out that I had shot one. We were both, oh, we yeah. were both just blown away at oh, what just that, happened. It went from like zero to a hundred <laughs> right now. Yeah. So I just wanted to note that, but we, we get down, like you said, we're, we're taking photos of my deer. We make a game plan. We're, we got to get them out of here. We need to get back to the, the computer, get your footage blown up and make sure that what we think happened is what happened. And then we'll just go find him. We speculated that based on, after blowing it up, we speculated based on how that went, how that arrow went in, we weren't going to have an exit and we were going to probably have a pretty lackluster blood trail because the wound was more high on his body and coming down into him, but it didn't pass through. Mm -hmm. And the arrow went about halfway in. Yep. Fortunately, you had the wherewithal to follow him for a really long time with that footage, and we watched him where exactly where he ran. And so we get my buck out of the swamp, up, up to the, the head of the timber, 
and then we're we're ready to your your pop comes over we're ready to go go in after your deer yep i'll, I'll probably let it let you take it from here yeah so we i mean I, I can't tell you how crucial this video footage was for us i mean we're going frame by frame frame by frame over and over frame by frame looking at you know drury's you know deer deer cast app where you can see the internals of the deer and just deer tracker whatever the deer track i think they call it i don't know just but. trying to be really calculated and not do something stupid right yeah. we're just trying to do our due diligence and understand exactly what we're walking into because it's dark you're going into a cattail marshy sawgrass swamp everything looks the same <laughs> it's loud you get turned around we've never even been out here more than a handful of hours ever so we go out we kind of put together a, a plan we go to where i shot this deer and you know, we can't find any blood. We're kind of just, we're kind of just like expecting no blood. So I think all of us are kind of just like scanning, looking for blood yeah. in a really nonchalant area because we can't tell what path he was on. Like all the grass is moving and it's like, it's super Hard ambiguous. So we're looking for blood, looking for blood. And we keep going back to this video of like, here's where we saw him pause for a while. And yeah. then he ran into this clump of trees or clump of shrubs. So yeah. we, we eventually like work towards this area where he stood for a while, which is 20 seconds maybe. Mm -hmm. And, uh, we're all in different locations where I think we thought that he had made his way there. And so eventually I'm like, guys, we got to just go to where we think he is like that general area where he paused. So we get in there and we're looking for blood. And finally we find a good amount of blood where he stood. Mm -hmm. And, and so now we're just following this trail and we're not far from this clump of trees. And so we're just following it, following it. And we keep opening up this video because it's super ambiguous. And I can't stress enough how many times we open that video and just were like pointing the lights around like this tree looks like that brush and like, you know, yeah, did that over and over and over again. And so here we are kind of following this blood trail. It's kind of sparse. But we, we do have blood now. Yeah, we do have blood, but it's, it's, it's not real heavy by any means. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's just not. But we could tell that it, it kind of had that color and the bubble to it. We thought it might be a long shot. And we get to up to this clump of trees, and I'm shining the light up, and I can see a white belly. And I'm like, guys, there there he is. <laughs> and so get up in there and give him the little nudge. And he's stiff as a stiff. board. He'd, he'd been dead. I think he died immediately. He died in seconds of when you shot him. Yeah. So get in there, get my hands on him. and That's when the real celebration started because – all night, there was a good amount of time before between us getting my deer out of the woods and actually going and laying hands on yours. Yeah. Like a lot, three hours. To the point where it was so, it was getting uncomfortable for me. Like, I'm like, let's just go. I want to go. Yeah. I want to get like. There was definitely a little bit of stress involved. We hadn't given our ourselves permission to be excited because we knew we had an opportunity. We, we had a double situation on our hands, but we wanted, we needed to make sure we could find it. We need I to think go about it the right way. Even more than that is how many how many times have we done this and it's not turned out in our favor. Yeah. More more times than I'd like to to yeah. mention. Like yeah. so anyways though, we, we get in there and we start celebrating and this deer was like noticeably heavier pulling out because we were already tired. Yeah. And, and he so, just had a stocky body on him. He did. Big, big body. But yeah. But yeah, that was the start to our twenty twenty two rutcation on November fourth. On a, on a brand degrees. new property, seventy degrees and twenty five mile an hour winds. Wild night, really, wild, really wild night. Get him up to the house. It was warm enough that you know we definitely wanted to get him quartered out, 
and we were up till the wee hours of the morning. I don't think we went to bed till pretty near two o'clock. Somewhere's in that ballpark. Yeah, I mean, with it being that warm, we knew there was no situation to let them hang, and so by the time we got them all gutted and skinned and quartered and chucked in the fridge freezer, um, it was a late night. We we got in bed about two, I think. Super epic. I mean, this is up there with. There's nothing better than doubling up. I mean, nothing. There's nothing better than that with your buddy. We had a great time. We had uh, we got a lot of meat we got to process today, so that's why we're not in the woods. Yeah, we got to go and and get this thing taken care of while it's still able, so we can continue to hunt. Mm-hmm. But I think going forward, I have two doe tags. I have one more Michigan buck tag, and I have an Ohio tag. It's a lot of tags to fill. I think we're going to focus on the Michigan. We haven't even touched the Crickwoods. We haven't even touched my place. Yeah. So lots of good hunting coming up. Touch on, Devin, the the forecast and what we think on the next yeah. few days here. So as far as weather goes, Monday, Tuesday of this coming week is looking pretty good. It's it's hot and windy right now. Um, I'll pull open my app here and take a look. But, uh, yeah, we're supposed to have a, a kind of a little bit of a cold front come through. Um, high today is 67. Yesterday it was like 70. Tomorrow the high is 64. It gets down to 40. So that's that's Sunday. Here's where it gets good. Monday, November 7th, high of 57, low of 35. You are like that is the day i'm telling you man and then tuesday high of 56 low of 41 so monday tuesday we're really excited we've had south winds for a long time monday it switches to a northwest um pressure is rising real high and we've got 35 degrees so monday and tuesday we're going to be in the woods and we're going to do what we got to do to take care of these deer today and tomorrow and get everything taken care of so we can be in the woods yeah monday tuesday You'd be silly, though, to think that today or tomorrow wouldn't be good hunting days. Oh, yeah. We're talking. It's the rut. The rut. So, But just to give you guys a little taste of what we think about, I mean, That's when we're going to be, yeah. That's the day to be all day in. For sure, you should be in the stand from an hour and a half to two hours before light till dark. There's no question. There is absolutely no question. You could have a monster walk by at any moment. Yeah. You need to be in the stand. Yesterday at. 12 15 and it was 70 degrees and blowing high winds at 12 15 we had a shooter buck on his on his feet and you know we we talk about this too and i'm not, I'm not trying to dwell on this too much but if you think about these deer are got their winter coats on uh-huh. it's 70 degrees we're not saying that they're not going to rut because it's real clear that they're rutting right now yeah and just just think about the movement though the movement will be It'll, it'll be a little bit depreciated just because of the heat. The warmth, yeah. Yesterday was, uh, you know, we didn't start to see movement until 5 o'clock. On a typical day, maybe 30 degrees, mm-hmm. you're going to see movement throughout that whole time. Yeah. So. Morning hunts when it's warm are, are I mean, that's the coolest part of the day. So. Yep. It's yeah. going to be dynamite. Be in the stand going, going forward the next few days here. Got to be in the stand. Yeah. We'll keep uh, keep grinding and. But what a what an unbelievable way to start out our rutcation! It was just so so awesome. The moment series, we have some 
epic moments, and we're going to have some more. So stay tuned, guys, and we will uh, we'll be updating you very, very soon. See ya. See ya.